Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time, time. And away we go. I did, that's not original with me. That was Jackie Gleason used to say that. Indeed, yes. But you wouldn't even know who that was. I would, would too. Would you? Everybody's singing and away we go. It's away we go. Everywhere you go. Though it's just a simple little thing. There's something about it makes you want to sing. From Maine to California, back to Kokomo, even roosters crow, and away we go. It's easy as pie, kiss your cash goodbye, and away we go. Oh, I, I, I think, old. well, yeah, I guess you would know that, but uh, it's a reference lost on a lot of other people. But then, on the other hand, a lot of other people probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway, because it's not hip enough. Yeah, and well, it's mostly because of me that it's not hip enough. Well, that's yeah, it's and, uh, it's it's fine. We'll talk about that it's beca- hip because uh, you spotted a great article which I, I found intriguing: the ten ways not to seem unhip at work or not to seem old, old. at work, more particularly. Yeah, but I, I did of- want to mention that as we're uh, taping this, we have had a uh, we're not even really taping it. That also makes me sound old. But we are uh, we having a, a cold snap, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Yeah, and it's uh, bitter cold. A friend of mine called up and said, "Gosh, isn't this great?" I said, well, "What's so great about it? It just feels crisp and fresh out there. It's it's great." And I thought, I probably would have thought that myself, except for the circumstances of which uh, I now find myself living. In what they always call the, the foothills. You always hear that on the weathercasts. Mm-hmm. Well, there could be some snow in the foothills tonight. Yeah. Well, that's where we are. And so when bad weather's coming coming into town, it's usually heading straight for my house. <laughs> and, uh, right. and cold weather's fine, but we also have, and don't, and I'm not playing the violin for myself. This is a life. It sounds like you are. This is a life we chose to have. A little bit. But we live in a place where we have two horses. I know two chickens, two, do- two cats, two, chickens, two, two dogs. dogs, yeah, all two- that stuff. So, so then we, and so then we got to figure out how do we keep the horses warm at night in this in this big cavernous barn that they they are in? How do I keep the pipes from freezing in this barn because there's water that goes into there, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and on and on. So so I I get more stressed when cold weather or bad weather comes because I got to think about all these things. And I'm not Mr. Home Depot, as you know. I know. Yeah, but I <laughs> I, I have had to learn to be more resourceful 
but uh, you, you know, don't you put blankets on the horses? We, and yeah, we do that. But you know, horses are weird. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. Felt good to be out of the rain. And anybody who what do you mean? Has they they just they're not all the same. But one of our two horses is particularly skittish. I mean, if a paper bag blows across the field. She thinks it's, I don't know what, a ghost or something. It just goes off. A lion coming yeah, together. Yeah, it's just crazy. There's, there's, because. Oh, poor little thing. Horses are, are prey animals. They, uh, that's how they survive. That's why, you know, that's why they sleep standing up. I mean, they got to oh, be ready to move. I didn't know, you know that. Something's after them. Wow. That's what they think. And that's why they, when you see them standing in the field sometimes, one will be facing one way and the other horse will be looking the other way. Wow. They're covering each other's backs. So that my question was, don't you put blankets on well, the yeah, horses? But, but this horse, that particular horse I'm referring to, has an amazing capacity to shake her blanket off or, you know, off of her back and get it entangled in her legs oh. and then all messed up. Well, duct tape it around her. Yeah. We'll be riding wild. So the other night when it was particularly cold, I decided I'm going to close the, these animals in completely. I'm going to close their, usually we would leave their, their respective doors open so they can go inside and outside. All night long. Well, this time I thought, well, if I close the doors, then I can put a couple of space heaters in there and then maybe keep the, the, the barn fairly... Oh, at least warm enough that all the pipes don't freeze. Yeah. Okay. But that that sounds dangerous with hay well, and stuff going on in there. Well, we, I've done this in the past. It's probably not ideal, but it's okay. It's okay. And uh, but when I brought her in last night, and I started, and the doors were closed already. This horse started whirling around like like a whirling dervish. Oh. Claustrophobic, I guess. And started kicking at the walls and stuff. And oh. I said, "Okay, all right, you win." I opened up the the doors and she's gonna have to freeze her huge horse ass off i guess because <laughs> because i can't have her injuring herself either oh so it's crazy poor thing can't you bring yeah. her in the house <laughs> you know I, I, that actually crossed my mind could we bring a horse two horses in our house i feel bad for her yeah there's really no way you can bring them in the house of but course, yeah so. it's been down in the teens which is pretty yeah. frosty but it gets colder than that out here. Yeah, if, I if bet it's, it does. If, if it's 20 degrees in Seattle, it's yeah. 10 degrees out here. Yeah, it is yeah. cold, but the, the blue skies have been really nice. Yeah, in it's the been sunshine. beautiful, no doubt about really it. Nice. Yeah. So really nice. Really pretty cool. Hey, um, before you move on, I have something I want to give you. Um, <laughs> i got, I got to give something to give you first, and it's a little bit of a cough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, I went down to Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, saw our friend Dave Tavers, who yeah. uh, has helped us enormously get, to get this I podcast. haven't seen him in so long, I've forgotten what he looks like. He's going to try to make it back into town. Oh, and good. He's, he's worried that you're not going to let him into the podcast studio. Because he's gonna, he wants to do some wrenching on, oh. on your board and get our phone line set. Oh, up. that'd be great. That's what I keep telling him, but he doesn't believe me. So say it, so he knows. Well, I don't want to say it on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, get in here because then if we can get a, a phones working in here, yeah, we can uh, do phone interviews. 
Wouldn't that be one of the best things about having a phone working in That's there? That's kind of what I thought last yeah. year when I suggested in it. In fact, if, if weather was really bad and you couldn't come, come in here because the hills were too slickery. Right. We, oh, I'm getting what an ESPN. What is that? And it's an ESPN alert on my phone. Oh, brother. Yeah. You have see. one of those. Yeah, well, you got to know. You got to know. Now, it's, does it alert you if it's something like one of an athlete has died or is it just the the Broncaneers won by two. No, this is huge. What? This is absolutely huge. Are you sitting down? Yes. This is going to blow your mind. I don't really care, actually. Already. The Lakers have announced rather. that Kobe Bryant will make his season debut Sunday for his first game in nearly eight months. That is huge. Huge. Speaking of huge, um, as we're recording this podcast, I know you don't care about this stuff. I don't care about but it. But two momentous things have happened. First what? of all, not even to mention the Seahawks. I know. I was going to say you're going to talk about the Seahawks. And yeah, I've, I've heard that they're doing okay. The University of Washington hired a new head football coach. I during, heard about this. And you heard about that. Mm-hmm. The guy from Boise State, Chris Peterson. That's a big deal. Yeah. Why is that a big deal? Because he's much coveted. A lot of other schools wanted him. Ah. And they have been wanting him for a long time. Okay. Because he's taken little Boise State and made them... At, at least, if not so much this year, in previous years, a national powerhouse. Well, then why is he leaving Boise? Aren't they pissed off at that? Well, probably, but this is a chance for him to move from what you might call a mid-major school to oh. a major, major school. No I mean, loyalty, it's, it's a though. career move, and okay. he's going to make more money than any other coach in the Pac-12. Why wouldn't you make that move? And then the other thing is that the Mariners, always the bridesmaid, but never the bride, have made this huge signing of this guy named Robinson Cano. Heard about that. I was reading a lot of people on Facebook were commenting about that. I just remember talking to friends the other day. I said, who, who are they kidding? They're not going to get Cano. They never get anybody. It's all talk. Who is this guy? Why is uh, he such a big deal? He's a he's a really good hitter. He's a great fielder. He's a, it was a, a Yankee. Robinson, his first name, taken from Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier. And, yeah. I mean, that's... That's uh, that's where his name came from. In the street, Jackie Robinson hit that ball. It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. He's just a guy that produces a lot of runs. Either he drives runs in or he scores himself. And man, do the Mariners need that. They need that kind of spark plug. So that's a pretty big deal. Look how happy you are over all this stuff. Well, I, I kind of am. I, it, it makes Seattle seem, uh, in the sports world at least, like, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're getting significant yeah. now. The yeah. Seahawks are arguably the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, this is Seattle we're talking about. That, right. That's kind of cool. You told me You told me in one of our uh, past podcasts like, that I should have a Super Bowl party yeah. just because it would surprise. Nobody, nobody would believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, everybody would come. So, did and it you think fun. about that? Well, now that the Seahawks are going to be in it, yeah. maybe I will. But then, then if the Seahawks are in it, it's going to be far too important for them for anybody to want to come to my Super Bowl party. Uh, so, yeah. I think now yeah. I'm out. I, I don't think I'll get anybody to come. They'll go, oh no, no, it's the Seahawks. We got to go to a real Super Bowl party. You think they're going to do that to you? I think so. Uh, you yeah. would, right? Well, yeah. You wouldn't come to my house if the Seahawks were the Super Bowl. <sighs> Would you? Boy, you know I like you and everything, but I don't know. I it, it'd be like um, if I was uh, belonged to a particular religion, and then you said, "Hey, we're having uh, services over at my house or at my church." And I think, well, she doesn't have the same fervor for 
the things that I do, and it's sort of like that. I mean, you it's a, it's just a bad you, analogy, but I get what you're. Well, you saying. see what I'm saying. I mean, you <laughs> wouldn't be, you wouldn't want to share the. That's what I mean. My chances are shot now. Yeah, because you, you. I was gonna have a Super Bowl party if it was just a couple of teams nobody cared about here, because yeah. then it would be like, who cares? Let's go to Lisa's house and get drunk. Yeah, you know what else? I'm really afraid we're putting the cart before the horse here too. I think people are already planning their Super Bowl parties, and I have such fear that. Once again, Seattle is going to screw it up somehow. Now, we did go to a Super Bowl. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Mariners have never been to World Series. Even though they have the record for the most wins in a season, they didn't even make their way through the first round of the playoffs that year. That was in 2001. So I'm nervous. I think it's bad luck to talk about the Super Bowl. I wish I hadn't have done it. Okay. You know what? What? I nobody care. I don't care. I know you don't, I don't care. care, and that's why I'm not going to your stupid Super Bowl party. All right, you me, don't care. Let me give you this thing okay. from from Dave Tavers, who, when I saw him a few weeks ago, wanted me to give this to you. He actually made this, and it is a decoration for. I didn't your know Christ- he. I didn't know he knew how to knit. He's very crafty. He's oh, very yeah. crafty. So I know the bag says made in Taiwan, but it's not. It, he actually made it in L.A. What is it? So we'll open it up. Oh, it looks like some sort of little ornament. It's an ornament for your tree, which is what I just said. And oh. Yes. A Breaking Bad ornament. Isn't that cool? Did he buy this or he make this? He made it. Wow. He has a, a laser. We'll put, we'll put a picture of this on our on our. He has a laser printer, Sorry. and he will. he's selling those, too. So if anybody wants, we'll put a picture of it. If anybody wants well, now, to buy wait one. a minute. Now, I don't want to get him in trouble. Why? Because, I mean, uh, you know, the rights to this belong to somebody else other Not, than me nah, or Dave uh, Tavers. No, it doesn't. Really? No, it doesn't. That those are ta- that's from the periodic. Well, table. I know, but we know what this is a reference. But to. you could argue it in court and say, "I just randomly, I'm a chemist. I wanted to put periodic table things, and I just did the BR and the BA." Bromide and barium. Yeah, you, yeah. You just always have to rain on everything. No, I just want to. I want to protect him. That's no, all. He's I, fine. All right. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So yeah. he made that for you, little acrylic. Um, you know, oh, and the, nice. of course, and this has a secondary meaning uh, because uh, of the Breaking Ballard bit that we would do on the 206, <laughs> yes. which we're planning to do again in January. Exactly. And way. I, uh, by the way, thanks for inviting me to come to a recent taping yes, of that, it was fun to which see was you a real fiasco, I might add. Who was directing that thing? I don't know. Um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but... Um, it, l- let me just say, the director is a terrific director. He's as good as a there come but we just had some technical issues for example we we would get into one bit and i won't it doesn't matter if i give it away or not but there's a uh, fact by the time this airs it doesn't matter it, so right it'll be so on um this we, we get that guy that is, his name is lance um easily and he was the replacement referee last year who made the infamous call here in seattle where he called golden tate's catch of a russell wilson catch a throw, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It, and that was that notorious uh, game against Green Bay that uh, they replay over and over and over again. And and uh, Green Bay fans and people who had bet big money on the game, uh, they were even giving this poor man death threats. I mean, oh, his, life, wow. his life was miserable for a number of months. Wow. He's written a new book uh, all about it. And, and if you ask him to this day... Do you think you made the right call? He says, I'm standing by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I made the right call. Yeah. 
So we have him as a special surprise guest. Yes. On the 206. We go into some kind of opening remarks, and then there's a couple of bad jokes, and all of a sudden the flag flies in, and he runs in, stopping the show and saying, uh, delay of show, um, unnecessary, pointless joke, or something like that. I don't forget what he says exactly. But we go through this whole little bit, and we're, we're getting near the end of it, and then then the director says, uh, we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to start over. His mic was not on. All right, so... And so we're thinking, well, didn't it occur to you the first moment he spoke that his microphone was... Exactly, that's what we were saying in the audience. Yeah, so... You had to go through the whole bit to figure out that his mic wasn't on? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I I don't know either, and I'm not going to... Like I said, I'm not... I I don't know everything that was going on in the the director's booth. Oh, I have a feeling I know what's going on But you think he was knocking a few back? I think I know exactly what was going on there. So, of course... That means that the audience, we're going to ask him to start over again, and they've heard all the bit. There's not going to be any surprise with this referee coming. I mean, that's, you know. And now we got to laugh again. Yeah. And then we have our my, my a mutual friend of ours from uh, uh, the radio. Yes. That does a, a send-up of his, of his talk show. Mm-hmm. He does a great opening bit. And then, then that's called off. Right, because, because there, the mic didn't There's work. another mic problem. Right. And... Uh, you know, when you're in a studio and you're the one who's speaking, you can tell if your mic's on because you can hear it. You should be able to hear yourself in the house system. Right. So I knew our mics weren't on, but nobody stopped anything. So we just kept going. And uh, anyway, I don't know how we got. Well, got it was up on fun. That. It was fun. I just wanted to say thank you for inviting it's me. Great having you. I I'm I'm reminded that you are kind of a big deal. And I forget that you're a big deal because I only ever really see you. I'm not a big deal. Looking like like you're looking right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. No, but I, it but it the show's been well received. It's, and, it and, was uh, great. It was. We don't need to keep talking about that. It was but, loads of fun. But uh, it is uh, it is weirdly enough the highest rated local TV show in America. It's Who knew? Just, that's just great. It's so great. Yeah, it's so really great. fun. Really <laughs> privileged to be a part of that. Uh, okay, so we started talking a minute ago about, uh, well, I did, about not feeling like a codger, mm-hmm. and uh, especially in the workplace. Yeah, age discrimination is not uncommon, um, and it's... Uh, well, I have a friend, actually, Lisa, that <clears throat> just lost his job, and it's such obvious ageism. Oh, yeah, but, really? Uh, but, you know, they gave him a severance, and he he's, says he's happy, and so, so there you have it, but, boy, you know, it's... It it ought to be, it it probably is illegal. But how do you prove it? I guess and the burden of proof. Seems to me though hmm. that um, I, I can see there is value in having fresh fresh young minds in a position. Um, but, but there should always be value a, there in, should also be a place for old crotchety minds as like well, like ours. Yeah, yeah. But there, but we carry wisdom and experience and probably reliability and loyalty that. Uh, you may not find uh, running rampant through a, the younger crowd. Here's the here's the facts, and and there are statistics to bear this out. Young people, uh, younger people, don't they are not going to be loyal to a company like the, the old days. Exactly. Because if you're not if you're not engaging them, you're, they don't find their work interesting right. or whatever. Goodbye. I'm yeah. going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They're they're and that's cool about them. I think that is that is cool. Um, we see. People that have worked all their lives at Boeing, for example, and places like that, and now 
there's some threat that those jobs might be going elsewhere and stuff. But to a younger person, that isn't that wouldn't cause them to lose a night's no, sleep at all. And well, there's probably not much incentive really to stick around and be loyal. You used to have. Uh, perks that came with having seniority right. at, at, a, at a workplace that you just don't really find much anymore. Doesn't doesn't matter how long you've been there. You may Maybe you'll get a few days more vacation, but there's nothing really to keep people there. Certainly, right. uh, you know, retirement coverage or any of those types of things that used to, you know, keep people with one firm for 20, 30, 40 years, not there anymore. And so he- and he- why, and health- do they, why should they stay? And he- health care yes. benefits. Young people, they're invulnerable, you know, so they don't think, I don't need health care. I'm, I'm feeling fine. That's right. So, so it's important, I guess, that if you are, as we all do get older, mm-hmm. that you still seem relevant in the workplace yeah don't, don't appear well, old yeah don't shuffle in don't take your teeth out in front of people <laughs> don't uh, wear your pants up around your armpits that that's not actually mentioned in this article but but i think that's a, that is a good one I, no, you're I'm, not doing it yet no if people wear their pants up around their clavicle that the young people don't wear their pants that way that's a dead giveaway you gotta wear them so you're down around your hips yeah so somewhere your underwear in that, shows in that vicinity somewhere like that <laughs> uh so i thought this was pretty good stuff yes and, and this is the most this the very first one got caught my eye because good. it says if you want to if you want to avoid being labeled and stereotyped and looking looking like you're you know, a codger. Number one, ditch your AOL small account. Your email account. Your email account. Yeah, ditch your AOL email account. It. I always. I do. I judge when I see somebody has an A. You, you know, know, I still have one. So and so at AOL dot com. Do you know how dinosaurish that is? I know. I know. And I still have my AOL account. Get rid of it. Why do you still have it? I don't know. I. I that's not what I use primarily, as you know. I know. But, thank goodness. But and speaking of Dave Tavers, he figured out how to that I could direct all my AOL stuff. Yes. To my real new right. Uh, in this case, it's a Google account. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got to do that because when I when I finally remember to check into the AOL thing, it's all mm-hmm. just filled with spam anyway. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. You need to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, that's and, and that's Yah- on my to do list. Yahoo is another one that it, it won't necessarily make you seem old, but Yahoo is not. Um, it's not a good email server. There's all sorts of things that plague Yahoo emails. So whenever I see somebody that has a Yahoo email, I sort of go, oh, God. Yeah, you got to get hip and get with it. Get a Gmail account. Hotmail. Or better yet, get your own domain name and get your email linked up through Gmail so it yeah. looks more professional. Yeah. So Okay. Well, yeah, that's... ditch the AOL email well, account. I, I, There's I effect- nothing more embarrassing I effectively that. have, but I, it, but I forget. No, you really haven't gotten rid of it altogether yet. Well, but nobody knows you have it, so nobody would yeah. know, oh, look at Cashman. Oh, we're going to email him at AOL. What a dork. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's so true. Yeah, I know. And then there's so, something that we've both done. It says get on LinkedIn. Yes. And do it fast. Yep. Because it's, it's free and it's easy and, and, uh, and I, I, gotten a couple of jobs uh freelance jobs through linkedin recently so it's the more people you're linked in with yes the more um relevant and more uh visible you are well and not only that oh wait i forgot that guy does 
he does this. Oh, maybe I should contact him. You hmm. also appear to be a little more socially, so, uh, social media savvy too. If you, if you're on LinkedIn, um, people that aren't to me, see, it seems like, well, what, what are you doing? Are you, the party is online. It's online. You got to join the party. Otherwise you're going to be viewed as. Well, a, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't think Paul Allen is on LinkedIn. You know, I don't Conan know. O'Brien is. I don't know how I don't know how Bill Gates expects to get any business <laughs> if he's not on LinkedIn, but I can't find him on there, so I don't. I bet Bill Gates is on there. I bet he is. Uh, I'll bet the uh, Gates Foundation is on there. Yeah, that's for sure. Sure. So All right. So here's another way not to look old at an, work. Oh, did I print? Maybe I didn't print everything off here. Oh I, no! I ran off, ran out of here. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. So that those were the first two. So the third one. Um, Leave out fewer dates on your resume. So don't put what you're doing in 1966. Right. <laughs> I was uh, working in a, a milkman. Making uh, fries and yeah. Burger King. So yeah. they, they say if you're going to do a resume, just kind of maybe cover the last 10 years, unless it's something really significant that happened prior to that that you want to include. Yeah, like you were a senator from Nebraska. Right. You don't want to put yeah. in your caveman days. Yeah, when, and leave the prison time out and things like that, I would say, too. Um, another way to, to not appear old is to bookmark a, a website, Mashable. Have you... Do you do I'd you never heard of Mashable? it before I read that article. Yeah, yeah. lots of fun. And it's yeah. really just sort of a, a very quick overview of, you know, water cooler talk that people are going to be talking about. So to kind of appear that you're up on what's happening... Do they still have water coolers? <laughs> Probably. But you, you just, just look at it every day and you'll know what's happening. We did a bit on Almost Live one time called... Uh, they didn't have a water cooler. They had a big salt lick. <laughs> and so people would gather around the salt lick and lick a little bit and talk about the game the night before. And I, was, I thought that would be an interesting idea. Put a salt lick in one side of the bu- building and, and then a water cooler on the other side to probably should have them next to each other slake your thirst yeah (laughs) so okay what else uh the next one number five uh the fifth way to not appear old at work is don't act like you know it all pat i'm kidding you don't ever act like well but but yeah you can slip into that thing like I, i you know i'm kind of i get a little privately churlish when i hear things like uh well you know the difference between less and fewer that kind of stuff but i realize yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm that that ship has sailed. It's people aren't. They don't care. Yeah. Everybody says less. There's less people there now than there used to be. Right. Uh, right. I get it. But but this is really more about emphasizing experience. And and you know we've worked with people like this. Well, you know, back in when I was on, you know, this show. It, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, it's it's pretty evident when you see it in others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes not as obvious if you. I'm find, sure I've done find it too. Yourself doing it, but too. and I'm sure it's only a defensive thing when you're feeling a little bit vulnerable. Or you threatened. kind of might yeah. pull it out and go, "Hey, look, you little whippersnapper." Yeah. Here's what I've done. I've been doing this a lot longer right. than you've been around. You were still you pooping your pants when I started doing this. Now I'm pooping mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Number six, don't make fun of Twitter. You might think somebody tweeting their nephew's bar mitzvah is sort of the epitome of what's wrong with kids today. Um, but if you make defensive jokes about technology, people will think you're just really not that hip or into it. And it's just a way of looking old. You know, hey, you kids. You Can know. you make fun of Instagram? <laughs> Probably. Hmm. No, it says you should, no, you should get, you should get it. You should get what Instagram is and Twitter is and yeah. Skype and and. Google Drive and YouTube, the, the the your younger colleagues might laugh 
at your tech, technology jokes, but they're going to roll their eyes and go, what an old fuddy-duddy. So you, you, what you're saying is you really need to be hip to the internet. you got to be hip to That's why I said the party's online. you got to be hip to it and don't make fun of it. Don't make fun of you it. you got to be hip to the internet. To the interweb. Is, is what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Um, next one, be careful with hair color, but I guess this has to do with women. No, not just because Whether I, you choose to dye your gray is really a personal preference, but if you decide to do it, um, just be careful of what you dye. Do you dye your hair? Uh, my you wife, your hair? my wife. You don't have to say. Very occasionally puts something just because I just have little, little, little skunk stripe in front and yeah. here and there. But I went to lunch yesterday with a with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time, and and he has a hair color now that he never had in in his entire life. Is it good or bad? No, it's 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 got red hair, and he never had red hair. Well, and I'm thinking, well, you know, if you're going to color your hair, color it the color that you were born with, or that people would recognize you by. Because if you put a false color in there everybody's eyeball is going to go right to it well but if you know but you knew him before that hair color if you didn't know him before the hair color would you still go that's stupid no it, it suspiciously you know it, it just doesn't look right did that's, you tell him no well see this is what i wonder about being friends with somebody especially if they say isn't this awesome i mean are you obligated to go god you know what as your friend i gotta tell you it doesn't really suit you it doesn't suit you well, I the, would rather you tell me that than than have 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 me walk around looking like a like, moron. How many times have you let me walk around looking like a ding dong? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Or you've got something on your lip and you didn't tell them about that. No, uh, the smell you didn't tell them about that. Hey, um, I would say fifteen, maybe even twenty years ago, for some reason, uh, I my wife tried to color my hair and it came out. A kind of like I just said kind of a reddish color and so then I just had to spend all my time denying that I had colored my hair really said, even though people have you, have you colored your hair? It? yeah I know no 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 this is I've been in the sun a lot maybe that's what you're seeing so I mean I what I, I'm saying I've been is, in the rain a lot it's rusting yeah what I'm saying is if you kind of color your hair you gotta own it, okay? Don't deny that you are. Well, I think it's are. more. I think back then it wasn't acceptable, but now it's very acceptable. To yeah. Color your well, hair. Certainly, women sure color their yeah, hair. Yeah, we don't and, hide that and, anymore, and they don't make a secret of it. No. Yeah, but used to be. Does she or doesn't she? Yes, exactly. Only your hairdresser <laughs> right. knows for sure. That was yes. like a big, closely guarded secret. That's right. Back in those days. Uh, is that everything? That well, the rest are sort of stupid. Be are yourself. They, What's be, that mean? Be, be yourself. yourself. Huh. Hmm. I thought they just told us not to act old in the office. Yeah. And now they're saying beer. And the other one was buy a scarf. Buy a fashionable scarf or a handbag. What? Yeah, you're supposed to Why look. Why would I want that? You, you're supposed to look, you know, don't dress like an old, you know. You dress well. You you dress pretty hip. Well, but yeah, yeah. I, you've got to recognize the things that uh, that that suit you as well. I mean, I, you, you can't be, you know, wearing your pants down around your butt or... Or up around your yeah, like you said before yeah, okay. So, so that, that's that, it. That, that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> some of like you say, some of these articles, they're so ubiquitous, mm-hmm. and, and most of the time they're so obvious that you think, well, who wasted their time putting this article together? That's right. But then there's always other articles attached to these articles. Like if you thought this was interesting, here's a couple more. Uh-huh. Fifty or older, your ultimate job hunt guide. 
Job hunting? Eight tough interview techniques to prepare for. Six generational stereotypes to bust on your job hunt. Yeah, I, like yeah, yeah, I know it's a waste. The more you get into, you get so deep into this thing. Before long, you, you're you're finding porn. <laughs> Not be sooner rather than later, actually. Did I ever tell you about that time? I was I wanted to do this bit, and this was in the early days of the interweb, and uh, I wanted to. It, the idea was that there was a guy who could not find porn. He, he <laughs> Everybody else was able to find porn easily enough on the web, but this guy just couldn't do it. No matter what he typed in. Yeah, no matter what he typed in. <laughs> so just for the experiment of it, to see how I could write the bit, I started typing certain things in. Words like boobs, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> And bam, it comes right up. And I think so. I'm thinking, well, that won't work. I gotta, re- I gotta rewrite this bit to something, something even more obscure, like uh, uh, I don't know, uh, wiener or something. You know, something that could. I think, okay, this is gonna go to the Armor Hot Dog website. Right. But no, that also <laughs> went to a porn site. So I got all these different windows open now as I'm trying to work my way through this bit, and I don't see that behind me is coming uh, a woman uh, who's bringing a Cub Scout troop on a uh, on a uh, little tour of the station. Oh, my god! And I see her, and then I see her coming. I go, oh, my God, i got to close this out. i got to close it out. And I can't close them out, and they're not going fast. And I, just, I finally just pull the plug on my computer, just pull it out of the wall. Yeah. Whole thing goes down. Wow. I thought, not only did I not want the kids to see that stuff, because it was pretty graphic, but I also didn't want them to say, you know uh, what uh, Pat does here at work during the day <laughs> when you think he's working. Uh, one of my colleagues actually got a uh, got a, a warning because we, we were so stupid we didn't realize this. And this guy is always looking at this kind of stuff. When he, was this? He didn't realize that. There's a guy, like every company, major company, has an IT guy. They can they monitor what everybody's doing on the web. Right. They can tell if you're doing your work or we you're playing solitaire. Now. We know that now, but when was this? Like in 2000? Like no, it was 2000s. a while ago. It, yeah. uh, it was in the 1990s. Yeah, was, yeah. okay. Yes. So, yeah, you didn't really know yeah. back then. Yeah. You kind of learn as you go. But yeah. he got warned. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And, it's and, come and, to our attention that you've fun. been spending too much time on boobs.com. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, that reminds me of another article I saw, and I won't go into a lot of detail about it, but I don't know if you saw this. This was from the, um, well, it was actually from Slate originally, but I saw it in a, in a newspaper. See, you're hip now. That's not, that's great, slate.com. Wow, I'm proud of you. That's a very hip, really? hip website. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you know? Uh-huh. Um, the, the, the article's thrust was this question. Is the Internet ruining our ability to remember facts? It says, if you've ever lunged for your smartphone during a bar argument, uh, then you've no doubt felt a nagging fear that your own in-brain memory is slowly draining away. So you, mm. you, can you find something out on Google? What was the name of that guy that was the... Yeah. Father of the girl that sticks her tongue out. Right. Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. That was it. Yeah. So <laughs> I've done that, though. Looked so, it up on Google. Yeah. So people think, so the article is, is asking that question, because we don't have to use our brains oh. uh, in the same way, we don't, we don't have to remember 
Google right. is it ruining our Be- memory. Because we have instant support, instant uh, help. We don't have to then strain our brain. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But here's the answer, according to this writer, a guy named Clive Thompson. At least I'm assuming that's a guy. He says, no, it's not. Machines are not ruining our memory. The longer answer is it's much, much weirder than that. He said what's really happening is that we've begun to fit the machines into an age-old technique we evolved thousands of years ago, something called transactive memory. That's the art of storing information in the people around us. Try to remember. And I use my wife that way. I said, yeah. honey, honey, where was that place we went that time and they had that thing? She'll, she'll know the answer or right. she'll ask me. So the, the, the thesis of this article is that we, we've begun to treat search engines the way we've treated our spouses, our friends, and our workmates. They are the handy devices we use to compensate for our feeble ability to remember details. Interesting. So, and this is a pretty interesting way of looking at it because you think the answer more obvious answer yes it is ruining our memories i but but why, what's the downside of ruining our memory who cares okay that's enough gym neighbors we still we got google well so I, what if we have no memory we if, got google well then i wouldn't even know who i was talking to right now if my memory <laughs> well, you could google it completely shot you could google it yeah i could, I, I could google it i could google it I am thrilled, though, that we have that we have Google. I am. I have. Been, oh man, isn't I was, that great? I was always a really overly inquisitive child. It would drive my mother bananas because she couldn't answer every question I had. She referred to me as the why child. Everything was why, 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 why. She actually bought me two sets of encyclopedias so I would have them to sort of look these things up. She she passed away. Uh, before internets became um, used in the home mm-hmm. and I can just she's she's probably thrilled now that that Google can now answer all of my questions there isn't a day that goes by that I don't do a search on Google or YouTube or just to find out an answer to something I'm wondering about so yeah, yeah. Uh, well uh, it, it also can make you seem smart if you were a parent for example you'll say yaddy what what does inertia mean uh Hang on a second. Uh, I've got to <laughs> ask your mother something, and I'll be right back. And then you'll quick go and get in your phone. Ah, yes, uh, there it is. My mother always said, look it up. She didn't care that she didn't know. She didn't want to. She said, look it up. How do you spell, Mom, how do you spell psychology? Look it up. And then, of course, I'd go to the S's, and it wouldn't be there, because yeah. I didn't know it started yeah. with a P. Well, and you, if you looked it up, I mean, you, the, the information that you wanted might not be in that. You know, you can be more specific about your question with Google. Yeah, exactly. Say, What's that thing? What's that thing on the end of a fishing pole called? You know, I mean, you can get real specific. You don't have to read through a whole long article to find the specific mm-hmm. answer. You yeah, s- I mean, it's just oh, fantastic. I know it is. It still blows my mind that all this information is just. How does how does it all get there? And how it's just astounding. It is astounding. We take it. We just take it for granted that this stuff is here now. And uh, uh, I'm thinking of uh, like your uncle Andy, for example, that mm-hmm. died at the age of a hundred. Yeah. Somebody that lived that long would have much more, uh, much more. Uh, they would of, be of a more... feeling for being impressed by how far we have come. Absolutely. In the relative short period of this planet. Yeah, having lived in in a time when, you know, your lights were made out of gas lanterns and and the automobile was just getting started and it's uh, never going to replace the horse, mm-hmm, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
Hey, um, speaking of that, here's a question I would Google myself, and maybe I should. What? Um, we, we talk about a horsepower in a car, but is that a precise measurement? Like if something has, you know, I don't know, 40 horsepower. Does that a Shetland pony we're talking about or a, or a Clydesdale? It's it's a good question, one that I would ask you, and I'm now bummed that you don't know. You're a guy. Aren't guys supposed to know what that stuff means? I should have. Well, most guys probably do, and they think this is well, really Well, before a you look question. it up, let's try to figure it out before you look it up. Well, we know what... So it, if it's horsepower and it says 40 horsepower, doesn't that mean it's as fast... It would all the horses would go equally fast, right? So it's got to be how look, much it can, forty horses can pull. Yeah, know? but, I, because but that's, I'm saying is that's it a payload? Is it a precise measurement? Because uh, oh, you I know, see what you're saying. horses come in all different sizes. I don't even, know what, sizes I don't even know what it means. I, I don't. I, I don't. I think I'm. I'm guessing it has something to do with that transition you alluded to a moment ago of when horses started getting replaced by cars and. Well, we don't know how powerful is a car. Well, let's think of it in terms of a horse. Here's what it is. One horsepower is 745.699872 watts. That's not what? So it is a precise measurement. No, no, It just no. happens to use the, na- the word horse in it. Horsepower. But it really has nothing to do with horses. Horsepower is a unit of power equal to 550 pound, foot-pounds per second. But what does that have to do with a horse? I have no idea. So I don't. I think that's just a word that became maybe a common because at that transition time between uh, the increasing, you know, number of cars we have in this in the world as compared to horses. Yeah, it's the name of several units of measurement of power, the rate at which work is done. So rounding it off, one horsepower equals 746 watts. The term was adopted in the late 18th century by Scottish engineer James Watt to compare the output of steam engines with the power of draft horses. Oh, so it did have something to do with horses. So there you go. Okay. Huh. Gosh. Thanks, Google. You just <laughs> learned something. I'll forget it, of course, but that's okay, because you, as long as you remember it, right, right, right. I don't have to remember for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Join Pat and Lisa online at Peculiar Podcast's Facebook fan page, on Twitter at Mr. Pat Cashman and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>